Hey everybody, my guest this week is Jenny Mowat. Uh, Jenny is the GM for Capability at Tabcorp, uh, is not only a, a, a fantastic human and great at what she does, but what makes her, I think, even more special in the, in the GM role at Tabcorp is that she's as comfortable in the detail as she is um, at, the, at the sort of the strategic level. And she really cares about people uh she's just a great person to be around so i was really good really good to chat with her this week and also get her take on you know capability in general in terms of in a year's time uh where did she think the gaps were going to be what how has uh happened in terms of the covid impact on on people uh, across tapcorp and, and other places uh what's where's the focus gonna have to be for the future so yeah, it was a great chat and i hope you enjoy Jenny. How are you? I'm good. You made it. And you can hear me. I can hear you and, and the technology is working and uh, it's it's all good. That's not a bad that's not a bad thing in today's world, really, is it? I know. I think well we we need the we need that digital connection, don't we, in the world that we are that, that we're living in. And that it's reliable is 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 a bonus right now. It is. It is. So thank you for thank you for joining me today. Welcome to the Learning to Fly podcast. I'm I'm totally excited to be chatting with you because I've been wanting to chat, get you on this for a little while now. How are you? Actually, you know, I'm really good today. Particularly the beautiful weather that we've got in Melbourne. I went out and actually met face to face with three of my team members, um, oh, and it's the first time I've seen them since we all got sent home on Friday the thirteenth. Where did you Where did you meet at? Um, they most of them live around the sort of Brighton area, so lovingly we met on the on the beach at Brighton. Yeah, and and on the beach. Well, that's yeah, because it's good when they start lifting those restrictions now. It's kind of like you can see people and yeah, and you still work out like, can I can I shake you? I, I, I no, had people come around we didn't the do any of that. Like, can I shake your hand? I was like, I don't really, you know. It's it's weird how. You know, it's weird that something so automatic suddenly becomes a thing that you have to kind of think about. Yeah, yeah. So we kind of, you know, four of us sat on either end of um, a couple of beds. You know, and interestingly, it wasn't as weird as you probably, you know, might think. I think because people just naturally are inclined towards it so it's not like you're negotiating with the other both parties are in agreement about this is the way it is type thing so I think it, it was actually worked out okay yeah and and I, I and I guess it's just gonna it's it's just gonna be a little bit strange for a little while um and and how, how do you, what what are the big I mean how, what's your what's your take on how things are going to be different in in your world for um, well, obviously, work, I think, will be um, considerably different in the context of where I work from and and therefore how I um, work with my colleagues, I think, is going to continue to be, diff- you know, well, continue to be pretty much like it is. So if you if we consider that different from what it was. Yeah. So, I, I, you know, for me, I'm expecting that to be 
pretty much the same for the rest of this year. Yeah. Um, in, in my mind, I'm, you know, and I'm speaking to the team today about that, saying, you know, we probably need to plan for that. So I think my world of work um, content-wise not substantially different um, and ability to be able to actually get things done is not substantially difficult so or different. So um, no, that's I, fine. No, and I think more and more people are going because a lot, a lot of the whole working from home for a lot of organisations, big organisations, obviously, like Tadcorp, is, it, it, there's a lot of unknowns about this, obviously, before this happened and then a lot of the unknowns are kind of known and, and obviously there are things that you know everyone's kind of figure out like what are the what's the stuff that's working that's actually going really good and how do we keep that going yes yeah i i do think there is a challenge for us to work out how do we recreate um the water cooler sense and activity yeah in a you know kind of either a a full virtual world or in a slightly disconnected world. Mm. Um, because even though we might be back in an office, we might be back in on a roster or in a rotation and we therefore still might not see everybody that we're used to seeing all the time. So it will be interesting to understand the impact of the all of us needing that water cooler conversation to feel you know, we require that of work. We think that's a fundamental aspect of what work provides us. Mm. And it's important that it, it does provide that to us. Um, and that, you know, my, just thinking that through, my perspective on that would be that's because we spend so much time at work. You know, if you're spending eight yeah. hours a day there, then the need for that social conversation with others at, during that day is important. If you're not at work and you're at home and you can have social conversations with families or friends, either in the home or out of the home, equally, um, you know, sort of accessible, then we might, you know, it might, it might just have an impact on um, teamwork and connection of teams at work. Yeah. Is probably what I'm thinking at the moment. That was a very long-winded answer. No, Sorry. I, no, I, I, I agree. I mean, I, I, I'm, and I'm working this out myself. I think there's a challenge around. I believe that culture is made up of the conversations that you have with people every day. Yes, and that's culture for me, and and mm. not obviously just work. It's everything else. And so there's one element you said of, of how do we how do we get these other conversations that we used to be having with people. Um, going and how does that live now but also for the home people you know for a lot of people your home was your home and your yeah. work was your work and you had that demarcation in terms of now that I'm home I'm not working and I'm chilling and now suddenly if our houses are also where we work how do we make sure that we're not working all the time um, and almost, you know, then you get into the, and, and housing and the way houses will be designed in the future will be different and you'll have work zones and play zones and relax zones. And I think everyone's still kind of working out, um, how do I navigate this? So I'm not always on. Yes. And I think obviously that is much easier for people who actually have ability to be actually divide because physical divides, can can make that um, much easier for people. Uh, you know, I I've 
I personally quite like the work home divide. Mm. I, I, it's, um, but you know, that's my history. That's my experience. Um, and so, you know, for 40 odd years, I've gone out to work and come home and I'm quite happy. I like that demarcation. I like yeah. the sense of having one, one persona, you know, potentially at work, one sort of focus at work and then, you know, a different um, modus operandi slightly at home. And it, I, I like the physical ability to be able to disconnect from one and the other. Yeah. Um, but there will be people who, you know, want to and feel quite okay with operating differently. Yeah. So um, in our work environment, I can see people choosing to work from home um, as, a, as an option for flexibility and therefore what's the impact of that on companies and workforces? What decisions are we going to make to your point around culture um, in terms of uh, policies, dare I say, yeah. around making and allowing that to happen? But yeah. this greater, I guess probably for me, I just think the choices um, are going to be much broader. So, you know, my lifetime, I really only had one choice. I got up and I went to work. Yeah. Now people will have choices about doing that, working completely from home or something that is a combination thereof in the middle. Um, and those choices and that flexibility, I think potentially could be something that is a norm Yeah. out of this. Yeah, and it, and we're sort of obviously we're sort of working through this, you know, almost like transitionary period of, of wherever we're going to sort of move move to. But I, I, I'm gonna I'm not going to put you on the spot now, Jenny. But I, with with what's and 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 I won't hold you to anything you're about to answer. Yes, yeah, um, and you can say no comment. But <laughs> if you were looking say six months ago, because so, so let's just say so, so Jenny, your your GM capability at Tabcorp and and uh, an awesome human being and and fantastic at what you do and if you were looking at the capability and where the capability gaps are across the business and kind of where you know um focus and attention needed to be in terms of the future and things like that has that changed markedly in the last three months in terms of actually we're going to need a lot more capability in this area or are the gaps still the gaps or is that from your perspective looking out on what people are going to need and you know, and, and how people are going to work. Do you see that, 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 that there's different gaps now that people will need more help with, uh, say, you know, in a year's time? Look, I, th I think one of the most natural answers to that will be um, the digital savviness of people. Mm. I think in terms of a, a kind of a, a direct skill, um, I think it's become obvious that uh, people's ability to be able to navigate their own technology um, and be able to utilise it um, to its fullest um, to, to sort of enable their best work environment, I think is is something that um, 
is going to have to be um, a skill that the majority of people are going to have to understand. And at a more strategic level, I think understanding what technology is potentially capable of um, and yeah. being open to the fact that technology can do a whole lot of things that, dare I say, we as humans probably have done previously, but things that we, we hadn't thought of. So I think kind of digital savviness and digital awareness is probably the most obvious one. Um, I think at a more um, kind of human um, skill level, uh, there, there's a lot of um, uh, blurred lines now between roles, um, your function, your uh, potential business unit that you might mm. work within um, within an organisation. And I think the um, collaboration, reaching out to people, um, uh, trying to find people that can help um, you. Uh, so searching out um, and, and actively searching out sort of um, opportunities for collaboration and for finding people who might have a different perspective or a different understanding or a different experience to yourself mm. in order to be able to progress moving forward. So, you know, I think we've been, you know, probably very um, schooled at being very good at what we have been trained at, whatever that yeah. might be. So I, th I think the thing moving forward will be um, how do we do that? How do we add to that um, a natural um, desire to um, collaborate, improve, um, have curiosity um, across other parts or other skills um, and not feel a, feel like we have to put walls or shutters up and just because they come from that part of the business they might not have a view or add some value to this conversation yeah yeah I think I think the the old uh, sort of stay in your lane yeah. and climb the ladder within your lane or you know is 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 very much um, in the in the past as is that idea of you know the hiring you know looking for more t-shaped people um, with it, you, you know, not necessarily having the, the, the real, you know, skill, especially, you know, more of a, almost a generalist other than a specialist and sort of that whole, you know, um, you know, rather than going deep on one topic, you're kind of across a whole, as you said, across a whole bunch of things that you can then um, sort of, again, your, your career takes more of a, a zig and a zag and a lateral rather than a, you know, a straight up the mountain progression, which probably used to be the, the, the norm, you know, 20 years ago? I think the the trick with um, a generalist zigzag approach, which I completely and heartily endorse, is um, ensuring that the individuals as they um, move through that and others who are watching um, can understand what skills they are requiring as they are zigging and zagging so that they can... Yeah. Um, you know, be confident to be able to articulate the value of those skills when they are looking to sort of, 
you know, uh, put themselves in into an influential position somewhere else. Um, yeah. So that that's I think um, the you know the the advantage of zigging and dagging is very clear. The disadvantage is if you potentially do it too quickly or at a superficial level, um, then you, you do end up with yeah. um, the the situation where you've um, you know, you, you kind of not really adding an awful lot of value and um, potentially under, or if you don't have a basis from which to, to make that comment or yeah. add that value, then I think we've just got to be careful with that too. Yeah, I agree. I've always sort of talk about um, when, when I, especially in the, in the learning side of things, I always sort of say, uh, you know, when you, when you meet someone in the, in the learning business, you want to you want to peel the onion on them pretty quick and if you start peeling the onion you start to figure out pretty quickly do they know their yeah. stuff or are they just pushing a product um and it's the same with anything that's just yeah it's like well, how deep do you go and you can go you can go a few layers deep and different layers deep on lots of different things but there's got to be some depth there somewhere on something mm. yeah on something yep. exactly yep. so so jenny um don't go too now, deep. I'm not sure how much depth you're no, going to find here. Let's not go too deep. But I'm always, I'm, because I, I met you, I, I would have only met you about, I don't know, a year and a half, eight, 18 months ago, kind oh, of. lucky to be that. But yes, it was. Um, lucky to be yeah, that. Just over, just over and, 12 months, yeah. And, 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 I've, and I've, you know, what's what struck me from meeting you and, and ever since is that, you know, the, you know, G, GM and uh, in terms of your role and, and what you do, you, you're far, I, I find from a, compared to a lot of people that I've worked with, you're really invested um, in what's going on in terms of, you know, you're, you're at that sort of a, at, a, at a high level looking out and what's going on, but you're not, you're not afraid to get in the trenches, <laughs> which I find, I don't know, for some reason seems to be a little bit of a rare thing sometimes, but um has that always been the, has that always been the case for you in terms of being quite happy to get and actually needing to get down into the detail and sort of know and really want to know how does this thing work? Oh yeah, yeah, that's pretty that's pretty much me how I'm wired. Um, I, I think I, I, I think part of that is I I get a sense of achievement out of you know um, activity and outcomes. Um, so I, and I really enjoy uh, problem solving, um, yeah. you know, with, with, with others um, and, uh, you know, at a, at a personal sort of level, I, I enjoy the ability to be able to um, provide and service and um, deliver to others. So, you know, I've, I've got, I guess, quite a, a service ethic um probably driven you know that sort of rides through through me in terms of how I work but also uh, probably also how I the sort of organizations that I find myself in front of I really do like delivering to customers and so that can be internal or external I don't really see the difference but uh I I, I just um in, in I don't mind a, a strategic conversation but I've kind of got to get to um, something quite practical and deliverable and concrete fairly quickly to be able to feel really engaged with what's going on. 
Yeah, if I can't see this thing operationally, yeah. then it's just yeah. Yeah. words. Yeah. yeah. So, so, so let's so jump. So jumping backwards, um, if I was hanging out with with sixteen year old Jenny Mowat, is this uh, working in the 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 people and culture capability space? Uh, was that was that a, a the future that you were looking at back then? What was the, what, what what did you see your career? What did you really want to do um, when you were sort of you know getting towards the tail end of school? Well, at sixteen, I was um, doing a year in South Africa as an exchange oh, yeah. student. So um, I was flying solo fairly early on in my life. Um, wow! And we really were sort of solo back in the late seventies. So yeah, there was no contact with family except you know written letters for twelve months. No phone call. I had one phone call for the entire year on my birthday, and uh, so um, I was relatively, I suppose, confident. I guess you could say fairly early on yeah. um a you know not 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 afraid to sort of step away take a leap um and uh, and i guess that year confirmed that should you take should i take a leap i'm okay you know i'm going to survive yeah because i mean you know south africa was a very yeah. different place in the late oh, 70s yeah. wasn't it and you know and i had the best time ever best best year ever so you know the the sort of jumping taking leap of faith um has never really worried me since then um and so coming back i came back into my last year of high school in year 12 um and was probably always going to be a teacher at the beginning of year 12 um Ooh. and uh until for some reason I got the 1977 version of the internet sort of looking at job options and uh, yeah. it was a big classified newspaper that they handed out to us then. And uh, I looked at them and went, I like hospitality management. God no, Hospital, hospitality God knows management. where that came from. I, I was born in, you know, grew up in country towns. So certainly the, the most hospitable restaurant we ever got to was probably the fish and chip shop. I don't even think we had a Chinese in our place. Yeah. So um, I have no idea to this day, still don't really have any idea where that came about other than I loved it. Um, and again, I think it was all about that customer service. I loved I loved being front of house in um, in that hospitality environment, um, serving and providing for the customers. So, so f firstly, can I say you would have made a fantastic teacher? Having been a teacher and worked with teachers, I can totally see um, you would have been you would have been amazing. That's uh, that I can totally see why you were you were gravitating to that. But so, with hospitality management, was that a um, was that straight into doing the work or is that a diploma or, a, or, a, or, you know, there was part-time study, part-time work experience? How did the whole hospitality, what did you actually do in that area? Um, it was a two-year certificate, so first one of its kind in Adelaide, so the first of mm -hmm. a that had been set up, so up to Adelaide because I lived in the country, so basically moved out of home at 17 and off to well, TAFE to uni. 
um, and did that for, for two years, which was and came away with the diploma of um, hospitality management, which was fantastic. And and what do you and what do you do, Jenny, when you have now a a diploma in, in hospitality management? Where where do, where, where do you go next? <laughs> where where do you do? So my uh, my first job was um, as an administration person in the Big Lobster. So I went down back down to country South Australia, where they had just built the Big Lobster in Kingston. And uh, I haven't been there. I don't know if it's still there. <laughs> Actually, the lobster is. It got saved about a year ago. It was about to be pulled down, but uh, yes, it is still there. Um, and again, I think I uh, I jumped in there running the sort of office front of house. I think um, six months in. Uh, oh, not quite. Just just over sort of six months in the chef. Um, walked out so then, then I ended yeah. up running the kitchens um, and uh, then they decided that uh, you know sort of at, at 2021 I could run the whole lot so for a, a couple of years there I ran the whole restaurant tourist complex well, so it was fantastic. You pegged at the early ages this this person can loves responsibility yeah. and can handle yeah. it. So you know I, I really enjoyed that I loved working with the people, you, you know, you, you learn a lot when people give you that much responsibility at such a long yeah. age. They give you, um, you know, they, 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 yeah, it just gives you so much more confidence when they, they give you that accountability and, uh, and let, you, yeah. let you go run it. So it was great. And, and, and I guess that whole, and I can see what you're doing now in terms of, you know, you've almost, it's the experience of going, I've, I've run, I've been front of house. I know how every single thing in this works. So if I'm going to manage you or lead you or do a whole bunch of things, you, you, I'm not just a person coming in from off the streets. You like, you know, that I've, yeah, I know yeah. this place. Yeah. Let me tell you, I learned how to cook very quickly when the chef left. <laughs> mm. So, mm. so what, so what was your big, you know, and obviously, you know, in, in terms of what you're doing now in terms of GM capability, what was the first role that you sort of said, hey, I can really, you know, almost be ahead of this entire function? And how did you figure that that, that was the thing that, that that was the thing you really wanted to do and that you were good at it? Um, I ended up um, through a series of moves at a hospitality consulting company that sold um, software to pubs and clubs and restaurants. And I ended up being the sort of pre and post sales support person. And I really loved the training, dare I say, of um, people after the product was sold. So I really loved ensuring that people were skilled and confident and capable um, yeah. In, in being able to make the most out of the product. I, through that company, ended up being acquired a couple of times and um, ended up at a company that was Woolworths um, major mainframe supplier at the time. And uh, so mm -hmm. jumped across into Woolworths to run their technology training. Um, and I think like uh, it, probably therefore straight back to just love teaching. It's just adult training 
I re I really loved yeah. the um I, I like the sense of um confidence that people got once they gained a skill. I, I, I don't think yeah. I've ever lost the enjoyment out of seeing the confidence in people. Um when they, when can, they can do, do something, something. And, the, and the joy that that gives mm. them. Um, it doesn't matter how old they are. They could be a child. They could be an adult. But I, uh, I think that's what continues to draw me um, back to uh, the training, the focus, the skills. Um, so, you know, we um, – and I think the jump for me from um, – technology is when somebody again sort of identified that maybe I could just not run technology training but I could run all of the training for Woolworths and mm. um, you know that again that's a that's a I've had a number of people who have um, identified that in me and endorsed me and you know kind of offered me these opportunities and I'm not going to let them down. Um, no. So, and and they've and seen it in me. So, I've never really been one to question or feel anxious about that. If they've seen it in me, then as far as I'm concerned, then it's there, and I'm just going to go and deliver it and do whatever I need to. And how long were you like heading up the the whole training for Wool for Woolworths? How long? Um, how long were you doing that I for? I pretty much did. Most I did twenty years at Woolworths. Um, the first ten was sort of the tech, and then all of training. So I probably had about two years in tech, yeah. and then all of it up for about the last eight. And then I had um, again the other sort of up the endorsement that jumped me from training into what was sort of um, kind of HR then, as and now pe people and culture. Mm. So again. Um, I got given the opportunity um, to – so I was working on a, a project to restructure the whole HR function across Woolworths Limited. And um, yeah. at the end of that project, I got offered the position of running HR for the whole of Woolworths Supermarkets, having never run an HR function previously. <sighs> And that's a lot, and yeah, that's well, it's a lot, a lot of, people. of people, but, you know, as you, it, that's a lot. It's also, well, it's a lot of employees. It's also a big team, but it was a highly mm. experienced team. So um, I, I never, I, I certainly had probably the biggest sense of that was a big leap um, in my career um, at that point, but very early on, some very senior people who had been around the organisation for a long time, who were now reporting to me, um, were very vocal and very overt about working together and supporting this as a one team to make it happen. So where they could yeah. have indicated that, you know, you know, it should have been my job, not yours, um, they didn't. Um, and they created a brilliant team that, you know, just, we just um, did some amazing work for that first couple of years on, in that role. Very proud of that. Yeah. 
yeah it's uh it's always about i think it's it's so much about finding the you know knowing knowing the skills that you need and the capabilities you're looking for and finding those people and yep. then letting them at yep. it you know sort of yeah yeah i think that often the the biggest challenge that people have is getting out of their own way <laughs> yep exactly and uh yeah i i think also um being clear about where we were going um and agreeing that that's what we wanted to do. So it wasn't sort of a dictatorship about where we were going, but I was, I was, I was pretty big on just being clear about what we were trying to achieve. Because what were the yeah, what were the biggest things that you achieved in that time at Woolworths? Was that very much in terms of what were you know in terms of how was training changing as you were there from when you started to when you left? What were the biggest shifts? Um, that went on well, to? probably like sort of anywhere in the in in sort of the environment at the time we started off with a, a very strong focus on skills training and a lesser focus on um, leadership and people um, uh, development yeah. so the biggest shift would have been um, kind of the the rebalance of that and so that there was a sort of a greater um, equanimity about the focus on both um, and probably in the environment that we uh, were in at Woolworths it's fundamentally a, a you know the majority of the workforce is a blue-collar workforce even those in you know the stores most of them are store managers and you know op area and regional managers were all sort of grown up I would call them grown-up checkout operators you know they just they just work their mm. way through the organization so I think the other big leap was to um, align with university education um, to give people yeah. a sense of uh, again comes back to that confidence in in their years of dedication to the organization that it's actually delivered something you know they actually do those that experience does account for something and I think a lot of people got value out of receiving those university credentials to recognize that yeah and and, and I imagine in um you know in an organization like tab corp that's got so many different parts and different so many different people doing so many different things across the country there's also that um that need for there's always going to be that need for um people that are wanting more more sort of formal education um while they work especially in times when people things are a bit uncertain people are looking to sort of um, make sure that they've got the skills that they need going forward. And so. I think um, with TAPCORP, it's a little more around um, just having the skills, probably back to our initial conversation, that are going to be needed for the future. Um, I think that's probably mm. more on TAPCORP's mind um, and, and focus um, than recognition of what, of what you've done you know it's not so much so it is taking what what you've done but also just how does that now translate um into the future and maybe that's more a sign of the fact that um work and work requirements are changing so much faster you know i i spent sort of the 90s and the thousands so you know things the pace of change was much slower back then and technology now um, is so 
all pervasive that the pace of change um, is, is so much quicker. And so I think people are more keen to understand how do I keep up with that pace? Um, what do I need to know? What's important is probably the priority for people in TabCorp at the moment. Yeah, and especially if, as things are becoming more, as more things become digital and more things go online, then naturally you go, okay, well, I can actually mine a lot more yeah. data with this now. And if we can mine more data, then we can get more insights. And if we can get more insights, then we can redesign how we are getting, um, you know, just-in-time things to people based on real needs. So it, and that whole thing starts to get faster and faster. So, yeah, it's not going it to slow down. It not. <laughs> and people are... You're getting a lot more data from a people and culture perspective also about people's views and thoughts. Um, you know, so my initial entree into people and culture, we well, we certainly did not talk about, we didn't even talk about people and culture, so we really didn't even talk about culture. Um, and certainly we didn't talk about engagement. We talked about customer engagement, but not a lot about employee engagement yeah so you know that's just another evolution for us um and now we've got surveys and you know data that we mine behind those surveys because they're so much easier to to view the technology gives us the information in such a speedy way i think i remember first surveys in woolworths used to take about a month before you get any sort of data back now you get it the day after you close and it's in yeah. a, you know, it's in a beautiful format that you can then drill down on and sort of ask any question you like. Um, so our ability to access the data is much greater um, and therefore our desire to want to act on it is probably so much um, more urgent too. Yeah. 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 So, so Jenny, jumping back to when you uh, jumped on a plane and went to South Africa, um, what music were you listening to at the time? Because I know that it's uh, we sort of talked about this um, that music plays an important part of forming that identity. And what what's the what was your first music that you discovered that was all yours and not through the parents or anybody else? And uh, was your sort of uh, your go to? What were you listening to? When I you was were on listening that to Susie Quattro, Devil Gate Drive. Susie Quattro, Devil Gate Drive. I don't think I've ever heard. So that's an album. Susie Quattro is the name. Right. Uh, Devil Gate Drive was her kind of big single in about 1975 before I jumped on a plane. Hmm. And that was it. And what was it? And what was it about her that uh, oh, resonated? Look, I, it, it's a rock and roll. I, I I just have a rock beat that does actually come probably more from my father than my mother. The music I did grow up with in the household was very much rock and roll, fifties and sixties. Um, yeah. And then as it morphed into the seventies, um, you know, it was anything that has a fairly strong drum beat that you know. Um, used to get me uh, energized. Um, yeah, yeah I, I, I enjoyed um, I enjoy the rhythm of music. I enjoy the rhythm of drum beats. Um, like I even enjoy marching bands and those sorts of things. Like I, I enjoy finding that beat um, and 
No, I didn't. Did you ever no, learn I the did drum piano, thing? just like most people. But um, and I didn't enjoy that as much because I didn't actually get to anything that was interesting on the piano. Just the things that the teacher wanted to teach me. There's a, there's a drummer inside you, Jenny. I think the big the big one that came out while I was in South Africa was um, the Rocky Horror. Um, so that came oh, out right, yeah. both as movie and and album and um, soundtrack. So it pretty much that came out half. Surprisingly, we even got it in South Africa in that time, but um, we did. And I remember literally. I think the second half of the year, every every function party we went to just had that soundtrack, had that soundtrack blaring. We, uh, so that was probably the other sort of fairly impactful one. But again, it's the same sort of thing. It's all sort of um, the 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 beat of um, sort of rock and roll. Hmm. Yeah, well, I always knew you were a rocker. <laughs> yeah. <I don't... laughs> well, look, thank thank you so much for. Um today it's uh yeah I, I haven't worked with you that long but you're one of the people that i i wish i had worked with you a lot longer because i find you've just got such a um i know that everyone who works with you loves working with you but you've just got such a great mindset and such a positive mindset about what you do and um yeah i really i really enjoy um seeing you and and hanging out with you and yeah oh, really appreciate that's really lovely and, thank and you thank you so much for your kind words Stu. i think we've we've always enjoyed our conversations and this is, has been but another one not quite as scary as I thought it might be so thank you <laughs> nah, it's, 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 it's all easy all right Jenny well you have a great you. day and you too. Um, we'll catch up soon eh bye all right buddy